Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello and welcome. Today, I have taken a compilation of things that I've been thinking about and helping my clients with over the past couple of weeks, and we're going to cover all of it. And I'm pumped. I think you're going to love it. So for today, where I'd like to start is really looking at where do I set the bar for my life? I was explaining this to a client about dating, but and not just one client, I've talked to so many clients about this, this idea that you have to settle, that settling is required for you to be able to have some semblance of happiness, that there's just some of us and we're just the unfortunate ones that can't have the things that we want. So we have to settle and that's the way that we have to live our life and just to figure out a way to be happy with settling. And I hate that. I hate that for me and I hate that for you. I never, ever want you to settle, okay? That is never the point of coaching. Finding gratitude and finding the things that you love and appreciate in your life is not the same as settling. Settling is deeply wanting or desiring something and then telling yourself you can't have it or it's not possible for you. And so you're just going to have to be happy with the shit that you do have, right? (laughs) And where I see this come up the most is in dating. And I'm going to give you the dating analogy here. And then I'm going to actually walk you through what that would look like for every other area of your life, because it's all the same. How we do one thing is really and truly how we tend to do everything. So how I I find this showing up for my clients when I'm coaching them through dating, and it's really the same for every single client. So please don't think that this is about you directly because it is not. It truly is about a trend that I see in, and I see it particularly in neurodivergent women. So that's why I think it's such a great thing to talk about because what we do or what I see women do when they're dating is they have been dating for a while. Many of the clients that come to me are middle-aged. And it's not to say I don't work with younger clients because I do. Even those clients that are younger though, what I see and what I hear from them is how much dating sucks, how it is a pleasureless endeavor, how much they don't like it, how wish, how much they wish they didn't have to do it, how there's no good men out there, how there's just no way to get through this without it being awful. And I think if you think about it like that, it's definitely going to be awful. And you might say to me, Amanda, you're out to lunch. You've been married a long time. You don't know what it's like to date. And I know that you think that's true. And it's just not the truth because dating is not unlike any other thing that we do in our life. What I do see is when I start coaching somebody about dating and I ask them, what do you want in a partner? There are some basic things that they want the person to be doing. Breathing. (laughs) Um, Usually they want the person to be employed and have gainful employment and that they can support themselves with their employment. They want somebody kind, 
they want somebody that they find attractive, then that doesn't mean that they need to look a certain way, but just that they feel an attraction towards this person. And that's pretty much where it ends. Those are the guidelines that I typically see. And when I hear that, I'm not shocked that dating for this person sucks because of course it sucks. I would imagine that almost every single person they date, I would imagine that almost every single person that they date meets the guidelines, meets the requirements. And yet they're still not having fun dating because they should have more requirements. It's this really interesting phenomena that we have where because we have evidence of things not going well, because we have dated people that have not met the expectation and then been disappointed because we're dating somebody that doesn't meet the expectation, we start living a wor- in a world of chronic disappointment. And how I see this really showing up in dating is simply being disappointed ahead of time. You know, I'm just going to look at this disappointing crop of people that's coming up on my dating app or wherever else I might find them. And I don't like any of them. So I guess I'll pick the best case scenario. And that sounds terrible. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. It sounds like a recipe for you're not going to get what you want. And it turns into this vortex because the more that we believe that we can't have what we want, the more we go out and get what we don't want. And I have just seen so many of my clients turn this corner. I've never seen one not turn the corner because when they start recognizing that they do actually have some standards that are important, that they want this person to help make them feel secure. They want somebody that loves and adores them. They want somebody who does nice things for them. They want somebody who's fit and active. They want somebody who has drive and a career that they're really into. They want somebody who wants to support them and that enjoys meeting their friends and wants to know their family, whatever it is for you. When you start building out that list, then you have the ability to get people that are checking, maybe not all of those boxes, but certainly a lot more of them. And that is how you start creating a dating life that you enjoy because you start dating quality people who actually like being around. But on top of that, you are going to actually find yourself a partner that way because you'll find somebody that's a want match. Instead of trying to drag yourself down to their level And trying to make that work, even though it didn't work from the very beginning. I know that what I also see when I'm coaching on this is that when we set the bar so low, when our parameters are not strict enough, right, we are attracting a lower quality candidate right from the get-go. So then they are more likely to have these negative attributes that you're trying to guard against. Some of the things that I've seen is somebody that doesn't cheat on me, somebody that doesn't belittle me, somebody that doesn't abuse me. And I don't think it's wrong to want those things. I think we all don't want those things. We don't want somebody doing those things to us. But what we do is we build the parameters of our lives around our don't want list. 
instead of our want list. And when we do the don't want list, it puts us into a zone where we are focused on the negative qualities. And because we're focused on the negative qualities, we're looking for them and we're on alert for them. And it shuts our brain off from looking for the desire categories, the want categories, the want match categories. We're not looking in those categories anymore because we've given our brain a job to do. And the job that we've given our brain to do is the don't want list. And it just creates an experience when it comes to dating where you're just really picking through the garbage, trying to find a meal. And therefore you're not going to find one. So when I start coaching on dating, we start with what do you want in a mate? What are the qualities that you desire? But sometimes that can be a really hard question for you to answer because for so long, we have had it reinforced that we can't have that. And that gets reinforced over and over again. And as that happens, we continue to focus more on more and more on our don't want list until our capacity for belief that there are people out there that fit the bill is gone. We just have no capacity. And how I see this showing up in day-to-day life is exactly the same. If you want to have a really great career, if you want to have a career that you get out of bed in the morning and you're like, man, I love my job. And you want a career that doesn't feel like a slog, feels like something that you really enjoy doing, that you love the people that you work with, that you love the environment that you're in. You have to set the bar higher. And what I notice is a lot of people going out in the world, taking sort of the bare minimum and hoping that it works out. And really it's because we think that's what we deserve or more so maybe not even that we deserve, but that we think that's all that we can get. And when we think that way, it really puts us in a position where we are just in this low vibe. I hate the word vibe. I would like to use a better word than vibe, but it's like a low, I had a a business coach that talks about high value cycles and low value cycles. And I would say this is a low value cycle. We are in our don't want cycle. And because we're in the don't want cycle, we are unwittingly inviting in what we don't want. It's wild. And whether or not you believe in the power of attraction, it doesn't matter. You don't have to believe in that even to believe in this concept because really what happens is we're just such emotional animals. So as a human being, I react, I act from emotion. So if my emotion is disappointed and I have this sort of chronic disappointment that I'm carrying with me throughout my whole life, it is not that much of a stretch, right? To understand that the actions that you're taking are probably not high quality actions and therefore they're not creating high quality results. And it just gives us this lifestyle where we are living in disappointment, where we're not taking action to change our lives, where we feel victimized by our life, why, where we feel victimized by online dating, where we feel victimized by our career, where we feel victimized by everything. And, and then we feel powerless. And because we feel powerless, we don't do anything to change it because we don't even know what we would do. It backs us into a corner where we just 
have no options. And this is just what I don't want for you. And that's why I wanted to really talk about this today is how do we shift this? How do we get out of that mindset of the don't want list and instead get into the mindset of this is what I want and this is how I'm going to try and get it. How do we move there? Especially if you're in immense emotional distress, because this has been something that's been going on chronically for years and years. So let's talk about that. I was looking at a post that I had up on Facebook, a, a reel, and one of the one of the people that was participating in the comments had said that her dating experience had been so terrible and that even the lowest of the low of her qualities, don't cheat on me, be a nice person, et cetera, et cetera, that she couldn't even find somebody to meet those parameters. So therefore she had given up on dating altogether. And what I had said to her back was that to me, that screams, you need to raise your standards a lot higher, that that is actually how you're going to solve this problem. Because right now your don't want list is putting you in a low value cycle, and it is going to be bringing in a lot of low value men because they aren't thinking about what you want, right? You're just scraping the bottom of the barrel and hoping that there might be a few in there that are okay. And what I want you to think about instead is what do I want? Like, where am I looking for these people? How am I finding these people? What is the filter I'm going to use for these people? And so somebody had reframed back to her and I thought it was really brilliant. And she said back to her, I think you could just reframe what you don't want into what you want. And absolutely, that's absolutely what you want to be doing. So when you're thinking about it in terms of dating, instead of I want somebody that doesn't cheat on me, I want somebody that is faithful to me and that wants to be in a committed monogamous relationship, right? Do you notice the reframe? I want somebody that has a job or it could be, I want somebody that's not unemployed, let's say. And maybe the reframe is, I want somebody that enjoys working and that likes to be a contributor to the household income. It gives you the opportunity to shift around what you're saying and move into that high quality line of thinking, right? That high quality place where this is where you're going to start directing some change. This is where you start being able to attract into your life via the actions that you take. You start attracting that higher quality person. And you might think it's really a minor detail, but it's actually a very major detail. What I have done with my clients is when I think about dating, when you start thinking about it in this way, I want somebody who's fit, who enjoys movement, and who is interested in living a healthy lifestyle. Instead of saying, I want somebody who's not a couch potato. Do you see the difference? I want somebody that's not a couch potato, or I want somebody that is a vibrant, active, healthy person. Those are two different people. And one is going to just be a way higher quality person to bring in because they are going to be thinking about it, their lives in that way. And you're going to be thinking about your relationship in that way. And that's how you change it. 
So you can really use this tool to solve any area of your life and just ask yourself, is this a low value thought? Is this a low value quality or is this a high value quality? We can start looking at that, right? Is this a low value quality or is this a high value quality? And what I think is really amazing about that is it's a minor shift. It's such a small step up, but actually it's a huge step up because when you start thinking about it in that way, you can start thinking about what other high value qualities do I want this person to have? And if you're thinking about a job, it's really the same thing. I want a job where I don't have to work overtime, let's say. You can reframe that to, I want a job where the value of my work is appreciated to the extent that I'm not asked to stay and spend time working from home. I want a job where I am so valued in the workplace that I know that I can get my job done at the office. But what might actually even be a better vibe would be looking at your job requirements and thinking about what do I want? What do I want from this job? What do I want from my career? What is my long-term? What is my long-term vision? And looking from dating to career to anything else, it all works the same, right? Because what is my long-term vision? Why am I dating? Am I dating to find a partner? And if the answer is yes, then you need to go out in the world and be dating the quality of men that you would consider to have as a partner. And then when you're looking at your career and you're thinking about where do I want to be in five years? How much money do I want to be making? What kind of work do I want to be doing? How do I want my work environment to look? What do I want my working situation to be like? How do I like my coworkers to be? Then you can go out in the world and find and create jobs that have that because you'll be looking for it and you won't settle for less. So you might take a job and it might not be the right fit, or you might date somebody and they might not be the right fit, but you're going to know right away, Ooh, this isn't meeting these parameters and you're going to release it quicker. And then you're going to go and you're going to start looking again, because the truth is that you are the one that creates the experience that you want. And the way that you do it is by getting into this higher quality thinking, higher quality goal setting. So what I would like you to take from this podcast is really just noticing when you're in a low quality vortex versus when you're in a high quality vortex. And when you notice that you are in a low quality vortex, when you're in a low quality, low value system, when you're in a low value place where you're having low value thoughts, what you can do is just recalibrate. So we don't always have to be in high value thinking. Okay. We don't have to always be in high quality thinking, but we do need to recalibrate when we notice that we're in low quality or low value thinking. So what you can start noticing for yourself is just, is this high quality or low quality thinking? Is this high value or low value thinking? And then how do I recalibrate that? And you just recalibrate right there. And I think using that thought shift that I shared with you earlier can be so beneficial. I don't want blah 
versus I want this, right? I don't want to be underpaid versus I want to be paid $100,000 a year. It's such an energy shift. And that energy shift is going to show up in your actions. And as it shows up in your actions, you're going to build your confidence. You're going to build your courage. Your actions that you're going to take are going to be much better at creating the result that you want to be creating. And this is how you change your life. Okay. This is how you get the goal. This is how you go from I'm dating and I hate it. And I think dating sucks too. I found somebody who I really adore. This is how you go from my job sucks. I don't enjoy it. People are mean here. I don't like it here. This sucks. I'm so powerless to, I love my career. I actually enjoy my job. I enjoy what I show up to every day. Now, listen, is there nuance here? Yes, because you can absolutely get in the weeds of changing your circumstances to create your feelings. And that's what I don't want here. So this isn't about changing the circumstance all the time. It's about high quality versus low quality thinking, right? It's about that high value versus low value. And I would love for you just to experiment with it and see the shift. Because if you shift your life tiny little places at a time, like if you just go one degree at a time, if you shift your life just gradually by making these small shifts, what you will find is your destination is vastly different in a month. And it's even in more incredibly different in a year. We get very bogged down by the emotionality of things and think that because of the emotional experience that we're having in our life, that this is the way that our life has to be and it sucks. And I totally understand this. And I get that some of you listening have some circumstantial shit going on that's really hard. However, if you can work on these principles, they will explode your life. They are the things that I have done to take my life from being powerless, from feeling emotionally effed up, from feeling like I could not figure it out, from going to expert to expert to expert, trying to fix my life only to feel more and more broken, to somebody who runs her own business, to somebody who has a great marriage, to somebody who has a great life, who has great friends, who is excited about her life, who is thriving. And I've helped so many clients do that as well. And this is what I want for you listening. Now, listen, I do have my masterclass coming up next week. It's on the 23rd. It's at 10 a.m. Pacific. And I am going to be walking you through this concept and several others. I'm going to give you my whole process with respect to how do we take you from, I feel stuck. I feel emotionally out of control. I feel like I just can't figure this out. I've done all the things. I've read the books. I've listened to the podcast. I'm still stuck here to, I know exactly what to do. I know the path. I know the process. So if you're interested in taking that class, you need to go to joinamanda.ca and you will be able to register. And what we will do on that class is we will walk through all of it. It's a Zoom call. You come to it live. I will have a recording. I recommend coming live just so that you can interact so that you can ask your questions. But I know that's not always available to everybody. I understand we have jobs and all kinds of other things that can get in the way, but I want you to come to this class because it's really going to help you. Okay. My friend, I hope you have a beautiful day. I will see you here next time. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.